Hello, and welcome to the Consider Your Mind podcast. I'm your host, Eric King, and along with my co-host, Mino Pachan, we're here to talk about all things mental health. Let's get into it. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Consider Your Mind podcast, episode 29. 29 on your mind one time. Yeah. Slowly climbing up, man. Yeah, man. Getting there. Slowly rising to the top. Last week's episode, we pretty much talked about uh, Asperger's syndrome and uh, autism. So, if you want to go ahead and give that a listen, check that out. That was last week's episode. Yep, on the spectrum. Yep. And this week, we're going to be talking about boundaries. Mm -hmm. I know you got some things you like to share, uh, Mr. Eric. So, go ahead. What are we talking about? Yeah, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. like uh, we've been doing a lot of episodes on you know technical stuff and you know maybe covering topics that aren't necessarily personal to us but we know that are you know out there and that need to be covered as far as mental health goes. Uh, but this one I thought was really a lot more relatable and I just felt the need to kind of do it because it's something I think we all kind of can uh, have struggles with right and that's uh, boundaries, uh, particularly in relationships but just boundaries. Period. Uh, setting them in our lives and. In, and adhering to them and I think um, a lot of that stems from you know the way we were raised you know I think if you look at looking back in the day like how many times did we get told did we get told to hey go hug such and such hey give such and such a kiss hey give such and such a hug and we didn't actually want to do it you know or just follow this rule do it because I say you know we didn't feel necessarily even that we had agency you know to want and desire you know certain things or that what we want or desire really even mattered and i don't know if that's uh, something that was exclusive to uh, african-american families having to give your aunties and everybody else kisses and all that stuff i don't know if y'all did that um you know <laughs> uh i mean yeah it's not really i mean we're always uh, so go we do this thing do where it's like uh <laughs> We do this thing where it's like um, when you greet the elders or whatever, mm-hmm. where you kind of bow your head and you put your hands like a prayer together. Mm-hmm. So we okay. go, get told to go do that, you know, or hug grandma, whatever. Yeah, you hug know, grandma, hug such and such. Go do this. So again, as a kid, we're just kind of being told, "Hey, do this. Touch. Be held by this. Uh-huh. You know, feel this. Be okay with this. You know, do it." Because I, I said my mom so. would always make me want to. <laughs> my mom would always tell me to. Uh, Say uh, please and thank you, but in like a very extra formal way. Yeah, extra formal <laughs> way, and it's, it was kind of embarrassing. Why can't I just mm-hmm. say thank you? You know, yeah, like yeah. So I, do I could do the extra. You know, like that's how, and that's the weird thing too, because I see it in my mom. She's very old school from the, you know, from her homeland. So when I hear her talk to like her elders, like people a little bit older than her, mm-hmm. like the way she talks is very. Like very formal and polite, mm-hmm. the kind of things you would see in a movie if someone was addressing royalty. Oh wow! Okay, it's, yeah, so she, it's that's like how that's, she like, all that, that's how she talks. To like, it's very nice and polite, mm-hmm. and it it translates to when she's trying. She doesn't speak the best English, but she'll say enough for you to understand. But while she's doing it, she's doing it in a polite tone and a smile on her face, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Like. Like, I can't do that. To me, I want to say, man, that's just corny. But but that's how she <laughs> but is. That's though. how she so was raised. Kinda, that's all she yeah, knows. That's exactly. how she was raised. And again, of course, that's what she passes on to you and thinks you have to do that too. Um, because 
one of the things about boundaries and where we're bad at, you know, having healthy ones and establishing good ones is because we're not taught how to do it. You know, that's not something that our parents really taught us how to do. And then we're taught if we want to have boundaries or sometimes we feel bad about that. You know, um, it's particularly in our family. That's that's very hard to, you know, establish. And so that can lead to a lot of, you know, toxic relationships, you know, in people. So you can attract people that necessarily take advantage of people with boundary issues um, instead of, you know, not being bad with um Instead of being bad with just establishing their own boundaries, those could be the type of people that um, really just violate other people's boundaries. <laughs> you know, that's their thing. They have boundary issues the reverse way, always extra. <laughs> and so that can lead to, you know, um, parasitic and toxic relationships. You know, you're such a giving person. Well, then if you, then that's where a taker's going to go. And then it become kind of a, you know, a symbiotic and real toxic, you know, thing for you if you don't have healthy boundaries. And so, um, it's a lot of times people take on too much responsibility. You know, I've been definitely guilty of that, feeling like you can't say no, being a yes man and stuff like that, especially when it's for a good cause or a good place. Um, I know somebody, some people out there um, that are heavily involved in their church, you know, very probably even too heavily, or their religious institution. They find themselves taking on a lot of responsibility. Um, or even back in school, man, you know, the people that always get stuck with the group project work. Yeah, those people who are considered the responsible one are, okay, they'll do it. You know, they always take on more than they should. And, you know, that's, you know, it leads to uh, stress on that person, leads to poor work performance, leads to a lot of things. And um, it can re result in a lot of self-blame. And so because you don't say no, because you, you know, don't want to be the, you know, nice person, because you want to be accommodating, you don't want to rock the boat, you end up taking all these responsibilities. But then that leads to, you know, if something goes wrong or when things don't turn out well, then it leads to a lot of self-blame and, you know, shame. You know, you're bad at having boundaries and establishing boundaries, and then you feel bad for letting other people violate those boundaries. <laughs> and you can end up making excuses for a lot of the bad behavior um, that people give you, you know, in your life. Um, if you're in an abusive relationship, all of a sudden, you know, we've all kind of heard about it, at least. The woman making excuses, well, it's my fault. You know, he wouldn't put his hands on me if I'd have done such and such. You know, that leads to a lot of um, a lot of other issues in life, or it can be part of a lot of other um, social disorders. Um, like, again, narcissism, as we've covered, borderline personality disorder, you know. Um, we have had a previous episode and a guest who's who was with that again boundary issues that, that's very you know common with borderline personalities disorder because they have abandonment issues they have fear of abandonment fear of rejection and so they're afraid to set boundaries sometimes for fear they could lose those relationships so I was like it was that's, very that's pretty deep because yeah. in, in you know it ends up hurting yourself even more mm-hmm because now you're taking on, like you said, taking on more than, you know, you can chew. And next thing you know, deadlines aren't being met. You're getting yeah. frustrated. You're taking it out on other people when it's your fault. Mm -hmm. And then now you're blaming yourself and you're blaming this. And it just, it's a cycle. It snowballs. Yeah. yeah, it's just a very destructive cycle. That's why I never really thought about boundaries like that. To me, it was always like, hey, you're in my space. Mm -hmm. But it goes deeper than that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Mental it's not space. just like, man... It's not like this guy. I I guess for me, growing up, I was a really huggy person. So every time I saw somebody, I had to give them a hug. And as I got older, not everybody wants a hug. You know, like they're not comfortable with a hug or something like that. But it was just me. And then there's somebody else that's always be like, 
It's a little too touchy. Always got to touch somebody, you know, like. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you know, you know somebody no, no, no. is always like they gotta touch a shoulder, gotta yeah. touch a back, something. No, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Handshake, all that. So it's like, hey, <laughs> just a little too, too touchy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Personal space boundaries, not understand that, or on the flip side of it, you know, um, intentionally, intentionally um, violating boundaries. You know, um, oh, that, that, that's 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 another. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's the other, you know, extreme of it like that too. Um, and again, I did some um, looking up a little bit of research. You know, shout out to Med Circle and uh, Dr. Romani. She was kind of the who I use for the narcissist episode as well. This lady breaks down, you know, stuff great, and she had uh, these nine signs of poor boundaries. One of the um, first signs she said was the inability to make decisions. You know, um, like if you have poor boundaries, then you're afraid to kind of make decisions because. Um, you're afraid of like, oh, what if something bad happens? You know, that whole getting blamed thing, that whole internalizing. Um, you're taking on perhaps, you know, more than you want to. You're making decisions about things that you may not necessarily want to want to do. And it can like leave you in a paralyzing place. And so um, it's not just, you know, okay, I'm going to do this or this or uh, work with time management. So again, if you're if you had, you know, healthier boundaries, you'd be able to make a decision between, hey, I can help with this, but I can't help with that. All right. I can't take on this new, you know, writing assignment or this new, um, okay, this new uh, work assignment until I get done with this one. You know, I'm not going to be able to do this um, along with that. When you're, the, when you have poor boundaries, you know, you end up trying to do it all or taking on, you know, or being afraid to let people down. And so, again, not making decisions. Um, so an inability to make decisions. The second one was, it kind of goes along with this too, being a people pleaser. You know, I think we all know something about that. Uh, my personality type is a nine, you know, in the Enneagram test. My personality type is a nine, which is a peacemaker. You know, I like a calm environment, you know, keep the you know, water cool, everything like that. I don't like to rock the boat. I like everybody to be cool. But at the same time, that leads me to, you know, uh, violating you know, my boundaries and things that I necessarily am comfortable with. It kind of leads me to denying what I'm comfortable with, denying myself and suppressing myself. Uh, Being a people pleaser, you know, it ends up you thinking about others or putting others' needs and wants before yourself, which is denying yourself, denying, you know, your person and, you know, suppressing, you know, yourself. And that always has bad consequences that comes out in other ways. Um, and so it's, um, it cause you to do things that you really don't want to do, you know, when you're trying to please others and just, you know, worried about with them and, you know, make them comfortable. It's going to cause you to stay out later than you want to, you know, give more rides to people, you know, and stay out later or, um, you know, just do too much, you know, okay, you want to stop at one, but no, they want to have two, all right, I want to leave, but you suppress yourself, you know, you want to be the nice one, and there's something to that where it becomes an identity for you, you're, oh, the nice guy in the group, oh, okay, he'll do it, you know, um, oh, yeah, you're such a nice guy, thanks, so and such, hey, we really need this, I know you'll, you know, help us, hey, I really need to move, or you can, you know, and so you want to keep that identity as the nice person or the nice guy or the nice girl. Um, 
But at the same time, that's going to breed resentment when you ain't getting that same energy back. When other people have better boundaries than you or, you know, or they just are those type of people that take advantage, <laughs> you know, of people with poor boundaries. So pretty much don't go broke for people that won't be there when you're broke. Mm, message. Yeah, I mean, there's that. There, this can manifest a lot of ways. Like, again, you're going to see some, some, a little bit of something that we've all kind of done. I've definitely stayed out way later, given more rides, done a lot more stuff that I probably should have. When if it was up to me, I probably just would have went home. Um, and this leads to, again, uh, number three, like excessive fatigue because you're taking on everyone's burdens. You're going to uh, have excessive fatigue when you're taking on everyone's, you know, taking care of everyone but yourself. Now this can be very difficult. Like if you're have if you're a caretaker, you know, if you're like um you have elderly parents or something like that or um or like again, my son's only 3 months old. Uh so you know, you can't really say, "Hey, I need my personal time right now, infant," you know. <laughs> things like that. So so you're going to be taking care, of, but it's important to in the midst of taking care of everyone else, you can't forget to take care of, to take care of yourself. Um uh, because you're going to um you know, kind of get always, always put yourself first. Believe me, you'll feel a lot better and your life will be a lot happier. Put yourself first, all times. Mm -hmm. I've heard it put like this the most positive way I ever heard it was always take care of your star player. You are numero uno, you the one, be the one. You know, people don't thank themselves enough, you know. I have to say this. I was going to, you know what? I'm going to save that right for the let's talk about it section. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. I got you. Got you. Calm it down now, Mita. No, that's what's up, though. But no, I like, uh, what did the 50 Cent say way back in the day? Like when he won them awards or whatever? Give me a second. I'm going to keep it real. I like to thank me. <laughs> exactly. That was dope. <laughs> My G. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but, uh, so again, when you're not thanking yourself, you're not taking care of yourself, you're busy, you know, taking care of everyone else and running around all that stuff you know it's gonna wear you out um number four you know number four sign of poor boundaries endless guilt about the small things you have Ooh. a lot of guilt yeah yeah i told you this is gonna hit home oh yeah hit dog holla and that's for my people with anxiety y'all know they're obsessed over the little details man. little Man, did he really mean what they said at, at work today? And you'll be thinking it all the way till like for a week. And man, just let it go. But mm -hmm. nah, not us. Not us anxiety folk. Nope. We'll be obsessing over it. <laughs> yep. It, and because it's the little things too you're trying to do. Again, maybe it's done in the name of, I'm just trying to get ahead. Oh, if I can just impress, do something, this for that person, they'll appreciate it, you know. You know, whatever it's in the workplace or, you know, romantically, whatever it is, trying to get some favor with somebody. All right, I'm just doing these all extra little things. But if it doesn't get you the desired results, then all of a sudden you're mad. You know, you're trying to impress others. You know, um, it's kind of a means to an end. But at the same time, it's debilitating you. It's hurting you, you know. And one of the ways it, it's hurting you, again, is uh, number five, sign that you have poor boundaries. You have a, a lost uh, sense of self. You get, you know, you start losing who you are. You start, you know, um, 
your identity kind of gets lost. One of the funniest things was in the Let's Talk About It uh, episode we just did, and we asked Steve how he is, and he says, oh, yeah, man, we just got back. My daughter just got back from his tournament or whatever at the U of M. You know, volleyball is doing great. Da, 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 she doing, da, da. He was like, started laughing. He's like, yep, you asked to be about my, myself when I started talking about my daughter. All right. I was like, <laughs> I was like mm-hmm. that can happen to parents a lot. You can get absorbed yeah. your in your role in your life and your identity as a parent, and you get lost into who you are. So again, I don't think that's what Steve was is going through, but that's just an example though. Like literally, you know how many people get so you know my life is my kids type of thing. It was just, ain't nothing wrong with that. Now, I know I mean, it's nothing wrong with it, but when you lose yourself, because here's the thing: yeah. once that's what the problem. Like people will be having issues when they're empty nested. You know. Yep. That's you the problem. When the kids title do grow up, father, you do have to be you yourself. Strip still. away the title of you know whatever it is, husband yeah. or whatever. Who are you mm-hmm. at the end of the day? Absolutely. You know? And it's easy to get lost, you know. What you know when you're so about doing something for other people. Yeah. That's why I always say, you know, God do things for yourself. Mm-hmm. You got to love yourself. Because when you if you're expecting something in return, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's. Do it for yourself, always for yourself. Yeah, the right reasons, the right things for the right reasons. And, you know, you don't want to be existing only for your job, existing only for your role, your title, your relationship. You know, Especially even again, those are good things. No, those are very good things, you know, but no. You guys understand how much far. pressure you put on somebody when you, when your whole source of happiness is their other significant other? Boy. That, that's a lot of pressure on somebody, you know, like. I can't be the only source of your happiness. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I love you, but I can't be the only thing in your life that keeps you going mm-hmm. every morning. Man. I can't be the only thing. I know somebody out there is, you know, catching the Holy Ghost here and that. Like, they talking about, Lord, you got a mm-hmm. witness out there, Mino. Believe me when you just said that because you can't. That's so easy to do. And it starts off kind of cute. Oh, they want to be all up under you or something oh, like no. that. But Popular no, man. Phase, yeah, it's cute. <laughs> you want to you want to have the ability again speaking to just relationship side to get you know get caught up in you know whatever your significant other is doing what they got kind of going on that's always kind of cool to see too you know uh, you got to have your own life uh, because exactly. like you said the pressure you, you described it perfectly that's too much pressure um, and especially I, I know as guys sometimes we feel need to entertain your woman all the time like she need to be entertained all the time like no <laughs> it's too much pressure right. for you to just be, no. Like I see, I was watching this episode with my wife and kids, and um, there's an episode where his wife wanted to need a job, so he offered it to her uh, to work with this company. But then you think about it, it's like I wake up, I'm right next to you. I go to work, you're right there with me. I'd, I'd eat lunch, you're sitting there having lunch with me. I come home, you're here. I want to go take a shit, you're there. You know, stuff like that. I'm like, yo. It's like, think about it. Mm-hmm. To be with somebody and sharing every single aspect of your life, where's your escape? Where's the boundaries? Where's the yeah. boundaries? I mean, I've been in relationships where this person is just clean. And it, I'm not going to... Everybody knows that gets annoying. Mm-hmm. You need your space. And... For them to say, oh, but I want to be with you all the time. It's like, no, uh, you don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you don't. You got to have, <laughs> you have your own hobbies. Live your own lifestyle. Don't give up everything. 
Like That's wild I can't mm-hmm. Cause when If it don't work You know Now what You, you change your whole life To match exactly yeah. Somebody else's life That you don't really Truly enjoy You're yeah. just doing it for them And not for you Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when you have poor boundaries and difficulty with boundaries, that means you're having difficulties with intimacy and empathy. You know, where we talked about in the narcissist episode, empathy. You know, you're having difficulties, you know, with that stuff. Um, whether it's you're feeling, you know, too much or, you know, not enough. Or, um, you know, keeping things at a over... Well, let's just go right to it. Number six, the number six sign of poor boundaries um, by Dr. Romani is oversharing. People that overshare. <laughs> You know, sharing, you know, should be based on trust. You know, what you share and privacy and things like that, that should be based on trust. You shouldn't share everything with everybody. You shouldn't trust everybody. And so people who have difficulty with the boundaries, you know, sometimes they're using that kind of oversharing as a way to kind of gain some, you know, common ground or some empathy from that person because they're, you know, maybe frightened or intimidated, you know. But it's, you know, they don't, even with your therapist, like my um, my therapist, one of the first things he said to me, everybody doesn't deserve your vulnerability. You know, I know we're on this podcast being vulnerable and stuff like that. It's on purpose uh, for change. But everybody doesn't deserve, you know, all of you, everything about you, you know, um, whether it's physical boundaries, you know, you shouldn't be sleeping with everybody, right? You shouldn't just do everything with everybody at the end of the day. Some things are just not safe. Emotionally, you shouldn't have such an emotional investment in everybody, right? You can't, right? You know, we kind of understand these things, you know, intuitively. However, some of us struggle with it more than others. And, you know, one of those ways that people do kind of, they're intimidated, scared, have the anxiety or whatever. Again, that oversharing, sharing things inappropriately with the wrong people, you know. And again, this is stuff that could really cost that person, (laughs) you know. You know, you know, everybody's different. Everyone's comfort level is different. Like for me, you guys have heard me share many deep, deep things that I go through. And me personally, I don't care who knows. Because if someone else is going through the same thing, can't speak up or afraid to, well, there's my story. See mm-hmm. if it helps you. You know, yep. like I'm not saying that, you know, just whatever. I honestly don't care what people think. <laughs> like your your thoughts mean nothing to me. If it's gonna be negative, if it's a positive thing, cool. I'm just sharing my story. You don't have to listen. You don't have mm-hmm. to like it. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Either way, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like that comfort level with me is just going through so much. I guess you say mental battles, and to a point where you just get frustrated, and you mm-hmm. just you grow from it. You know, you learn. You learn about yourself. And like you said, you find out your boundaries, what you're comfortable with, and you go from there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You've got to find them sometimes. You know, we don't, it's not the most natural thing um, sometimes for those who struggle. Um, and, you know, the main thing really with the oversharing thing is you shouldn't be sharing what you shouldn't with those who haven't earned it. You know, so like, like you said, we're being vulnerable, you know. You know about our lives and stuff like that. Um, talking about you know mental health, mental illness to bring awareness, and it's on purpose. But the agreement is you listen as the audience. You're the volunteers. You had to tune into this. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. And so there you go. We've earned that relationship. You know that's part of the agreement. Like with your therapist too. Again, this is very important. You shouldn't just be sharing everything with your therapist. Probably like right away. You know all the most intimate stuff. No man, you gotta build a relationship. 
you know you know that just like that therapist probably um, as you get your relationship you know becomes more and more they have to ethically practice you know boundaries for them to share what to say more and less to you as well um, so that's, that's something that's you know just very important even on that level professionally um, yeah you can share certain things with your therapist because there's a thing called a non-disclosure agreement that you've signed you know <laughs> you don't have that with everybody outside of those, you know, legally binding contracts and relationships and um, professional um, help that we seek in the, you know, everyday world out here. You have to um, be discerning. You have to be very discerning with um, what you share and who you share it with. So I'm keep that real broad like that. <laughs> and then uh, number seven, um, you have resentment towards others for their boundaries. When you have poor boundaries and you see somebody with good boundaries and you want to be like them and you mad. <laughs> you mad. Exactly. You think that they're being a, you know, what? Well, how come you won't take on this project? Because they're like, I got too many. And when that's something you want to say. Well, you I mean, know, it sounds silly. Say. But it sounds silly, but, but hey, hey. We, we go through it. There you go. You know? Absolutely. And um, so, yeah, we have resentment towards that stuff. And so that builds up frustration um, with others and their boundaries. You know, it kind of becomes more of a, um, instead of taking a note, instead of like, you know, trying to, you know, let that challenge, you know, bring you up. It's more of, again, a frustration, a lashing out of, you know, you're just mad at it, resentful. Um, and again, can mess up relationships. Um, and again, this goes right into number eight. This is something, again, it's my personality type. I do struggle with. See a lot of this in me. The uh, number eight sign that you have poor boundaries is passive aggressiveness. Yes. Because, again, if you have boundaries, you're sometimes you're not confrontational. That's the hardest thing to do. That would be a boundary you're putting up. However, things manifest, you know, frustrations manifest themselves in a lot of different passive-aggressive ways. Instead of lashing out, you go to the exact opposite. You stonewall emotionally. You just shut down. You just check out. Mm -hmm. You know, I know when I, I read that, I was like, okay, you just gonna read my mail like that, you know. Um, I dealt with that in my last relationship um, where I, would, again, just wasn't present. Um, instead of, you know, instead of enforcing boundaries instead of confronting those things I was uncomfortable with it was so much easier for me to just shut down emotionally it was so much easier for me to just do you know small things again passive aggressive things that you know will either irritate your partner mess with them whatever it is um, and let's be very clear we do it on the job as well we're unhappy with certain things that's going on feel we've been done wrong whatever it is we're passive aggressive there too sometimes we don't do all we could sometimes it is you know, um, you know, sometimes it isn't just the job. Sometimes it's our reaction, you know, to that environment and to that place. Um, it's passive aggressive. And again, it prevents us from getting ahead in relationships. It can prevent us from getting ahead professionally because that takes a lot of energy, too. <laughs> it takes a lot of energy to suppress. It takes a lot of energy to, um, again, go along to get along, be the nice person, be the nice guy. So I said this episode was. You know, I didn't have to get so clinical on this one as, like, last ones and describing, you know, um, Asperger's and describing narcissist personality disorder and describing all these other things. This one was kind of like, man, this is still the list that I'm still working on with my therapist. <laughs> so it's almost just like I'm sharing. This was a reminder um, of where I'm at. And 
um, I'll share, share a story a little bit later. It reminds me, you know, it was brought up by something that happened, you know, in Vegas. Um, I just got back from Vegas, and as I'm leaving Vegas, boundary issue hit me. So I was like, you know what? This episode has to happen. And so, and again, the last one, to cap it off, um, the ninth sign of uh, poor boundaries is fear of rejection or abandonment. Again, I mentioned it with the borderline personality disorder. That's one of the, you know, things. Yes, fear of rejection or um, abandonment. That's one of the reasons you don't want to maybe enforce boundaries or put up healthy boundaries because you're fearing how people are going to react to it. You know, I, I can definitely relate to that one because if you have been so nice, if you have been saying yes for so long, everybody's been thinking it's cool. When it finally does blow up, you know, when it finally does come out, it's like, dang, and then you're kind of afraid. All right, are you still cool? You know, is it all right that I don't want to do that? Is it all right that I said that? And you find yourself, again, apologizing, you know, apologizing for others, maybe bad reactions to you, um, attacks on you or whatever it is, and but you're internalizing it because, well, I took it on. Well, I should have said something. Well, I should have. When, you know, it's just something uh, I know for me, I was confronted with it, uh, that part a lot, you know, recently. So uh, I'm going to be listening to this episode back uh, for myself. <laughs> And my therapist like, hey, man, we still got a lot of work to do, man. Still got a whole it's bunch of work to do. battle. Yeah, man, we're in the battle. This is, you know, real stuff, you know. Uh, and I got a good reminder. Hey, in addition to the other things that I got going on, working on, this is something that's definitely needed. Um, because I'm going through literally... Uh, a life change where I'm a parent now and not just that but a co-parent so that's like boundary city you're supposed to <laughs> like like I need to literally figure out boundaries like they have to be enforced or um, things can go left and higher consequences than just myself there's a whole nother life speaking of that little one how is he doing Oh, beautiful, man. Just posted a couple pictures of him. Uh, he's beautiful. Yeah. Everybody's saying he looked kind of like my mama, looked kind of like my uncle, <laughs> looked kind of like me, you know. So, uh, no, he's he's growing, man. He's uh, three months, you know, by the time this comes out. So, man, uh, moving in and shaking and yeah, starting to smile. How's fatherhood been treating you? Oh, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. And, um, yeah. and that's why I said I need to work on my boundary issues because it's not just me at stake. I need to make sure that's straight for him, too, because the decisions I'm making, if I don't, if I, I can't, be better with that I can't be you know I, it says I can't blame anybody else man if this negatively affects my son it's his you. future anything going forward hey man if I'm my boundaries it's all you, I can baby. say is my boundaries wasn't good you know and so it was it was kind of a wake up call with that and again the mother of my child you know me and Bria we gotta you know figure out our boundaries and stuff it's very important and that's very difficult when you was you know in a relationship previously but not currently you know, there's distance there, and, you know, you got to figure out where lines, uh, where the lines are so they don't get crossed, so, and sometimes things happen where you get checked, and this happened to me, so, I was leaving Vegas, and right before I left, like, I've been in a little gift shop, you know, waiting, because I was, like, 12-hour layover, I got, yeah, terrible traveling weekend, and it wasn't just me, I know some of y'all relate, crazy layover, so I'm bored, go through the gift shop, and I remember like a year earlier, 
in June, I was in Vegas and I bought her uh, when we were together. And I, she asked me to buy her a shirt, and I bought her a shirt, but I got it like it was like uh, not the right size for her. And I remember just not, I was feeling kind of bad because I was like, dang, I just kind of got the shirt, didn't look at it, you know, that great, just the design, you know, not for like the fit or anything. And so that just, when I was in the gift shop, I remembered, okay, shirt, yeah, I'm gonna, let me grab a shirt. You know, for, okay, this would probably be a good size or whatever. I just went right back into that mode of, oh, yeah, man, I remember she that shirt didn't fit her or whatever. I'm sitting there, like, reliving and going back into me getting a shirt for my ex for something that was, like, happened a year ago. But, again, she's not thinking about at all. So when I told her about it, like, she that's why I checked me. She was like, really? Um, what made you? I was like, oh, okay, yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. Again, small things, but... At the same time, you know, nothing wrong with buying somebody a shirt or a souvenir. But my reasoning behind it was it was me trying to make up for something that I did, like, that I figured, like, that I owed or I didn't finish or didn't do or whatever. I was, um, I was, um, having endless guilt about the small things, literally, <laughs> number four, <laughs> signs of poor boundaries. What in the world made me even think of that, you know? Man. <laughs> so that's I was like, "Holy crap, extreme. Eric, what's going on?" <laughs> that's that's a pretty extreme one. I mean, yeah. I, I'm extreme. I, it was a t-shirt at the end of the day, <laughs> but right, right. you know what I'm saying. But I don't want it to get extreme. I don't like. Again, it just was a subtle kind of reminder. You know, yeah, damn, Eric, this, this is something you struggle with, and it's manifested other like previously in my relationships that I would have contact with my exes a lot. It's something that I've always done. I never really. You know, cut off exes when we broke up. I was never really too angry at him like that most of the time. So I would still talk to him, see him, and stuff like that. But I'm, I realized in this last relationship, you know, hey, that is, that's not necessarily okay, man. That's not normal. And that's not fair maybe to the new relationships you're in. You know, if you can't get over this boundary thing, that boundary could cost you, you know, a good relationship. They're not cool with you just being all extra buddy-buddy with your exes and all of that. Even though to me it's normal. Why? Because I'm a nice guy. I want to be cool. I want to be nice. I want to be liked. You know? Yeah. I understand that. But, man, that's all I got. Hold on. I mean, Hold on. For now, I mean, I guess when it comes down to it, it's like boundaries. Folks, just have that open communication with your relationships that you have. You know, see what they're comfortable with. Find out what you're comfortable with. And we move. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, absolutely. And again, sounds so simple, but um, for those of my, for those like myself who again struggle with it, um, it's something that I um, have to be cognizant of. I'm glad, it, glad in the way, sir. You know, this weekend kind of happened. It jogged my attention with a lot of things that I need to continue to work on, because uh, I'm on the journey with it as well uh, in therapy therapy actively. Uh, Black man in therapy. New episode dropping soon. Don't worry, I haven't forgot. Uh, yeah, man. So. Did you get something out of this, Mino? You like this episode? I know it was kind of... I was like, hey, man, I got this one. I got something for you. <laughs> I mean, it's, you always take something away from each episode. We talk about so many different things that we can apply or even been through or know someone that goes through whatever topic we cover. I mean, today, boundaries to me was about what we would think when you think of boundaries. Like, you know, don't evade people's personal space mm -hmm. and all that. But it goes deeper than that, I guess. It's opened my eyes to realize that, you know, boundaries is more than just the uh, unwanted physical touches and advances and, you know, things of that nature. It's about 
you know, what you're comfortable with, what the other person is comfortable with, and having that open communication and figure that out. So you don't cross those boundaries, you don't mm-hmm. cross those lines to where uh, unwanted arguments and preventative arguments mm-hmm. to happen. Yep. Because in my mind, too, like, when I think of boundaries, obviously, like, physically, if you think of a boundary, I think of, like, the road. You got those guardrails on the side of the road, you know? At the end of the day, like, okay, if you hit those guardrails, that sucks. But if those guardrails weren't there, you would go over the edge of a cliff or something. You go into the, you know, off-road and terrain. It could really hurt yourself. So those things are there, you know, for you to stop things before they go too far, before they go overboard, before you're success, excessively fatigued, before you're, you know, denying yourself, you know, before you're suppressing yourself, before you're um, resentful towards others, you know, before you're being passive aggressive, you're trying to, you know, head those things off, man. So um, glad I did this episode. Um, again, like I said, I got to listen, listen back to it, you know, myself as they, what does uh, the preacher say? I'm preaching to myself today. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, it myself. Sir. Yeah, man. <clears throat> so, all right, man. What's the uh, mental health break for the day? Mm. This week, we're gonna go with: Would you rather have a time machine or be able to teleport, and why? Ooh, time machine or teleport? Man, definitely time machine because, it, but that's too dangerous. I'm almost scared to say it. that's too dangerous, man. That's that Back to the Future stuff. You know, I, great I, movie, by the yeah, way. Yeah, man, I'd sports bet myself to a billion dollars, like a, a trillionaire, <laughs> bro. I know all the oh, sports yeah. stuff. Like you just, I can just probably recall off memory, like national championships and stuff. Just ran. <laughs> if you yeah, just I go back, you, like, hmm, this one looks familiar. The Vikings are gonna finish 15 and one and lose by a field goal. Oh wow! See. Emotional damage. Yes. <laughs> we need that yes. sound bite, man. PTSD. Yeah, yeah, for real. So I, I would definitely choose um, Time Machine, no lie. Um, and oh, plus, I'm a history machine, guy, you and go? I would want to take pictures of stuff, like prove stuff okay. wrong and all that crap. I would, what are, I would be uh, some a three, terror. What are, what are the three places you would uh, travel to? Travel to? Oh, man, yeah, man. I'm definitely machine. going. Um, that's crazy. Where would I travel to? I would travel. You know what? Save that for another episode. That's that's a good one. They'll be on uh, the Let's Talk About. Yeah, we, that's a good one. <laughs> I, I need my time. I can't even. I don't even want to play with yeah. you people like that. I'm going to get y'all out of here. We got a new format, about 40 minutes. Yep. Because you got my mind thinking with that. Uh, all right, so, man. Yeah. So, what about you? Teleport or a time machine? Well, that's a tough one. I would love to have a time machine, but I think. For me, it would be teleportation. I just like to go places and just be there instantly. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't got to worry about nothing, no traffic, no no worries. <laughs> just go. Think of it, blink, and I'm gone. Uh-huh. I'm there. Yeah. You know? But what you so. think about what you just asked is kind of a deep question because we're asking, would you rather be infinitely in the moment or would you rather, you know, be infinitely in the past? You know, or, or infinitely question. out of the moment, no, or not infinitely present, or not present. That's deep. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. And we would cover topics like this on Monday nights. So y'all yeah, yeah, let's talk that. about it. CYM, look it up. But yeah, man, that's all I got for this week. 
All right, man. Thank you all for tuning in for another episode of the Consider Your Mind podcast, and we will see you next week. Peace.